Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's, it's no, um, nothing, um, no pornography. It was no nudity, no anything in the movies. So I said, okay. This is the plaintiff, Sholira Taylor. She says she owns a marketing company in Cleveland, Ohio, and says she created and managed a website for the defendant's bikini model business. She did everything she was hired to do. She created social media accounts for him, which generated high traffic, and now the guy refuses to pay her. How dare he? She's suing for $5,505, the amount she's owed for work performed. This is the defendant, Edward Frazier. He says he met the plaintiff at a bar pre-Corona, and she was running for Congress in Ohio. He hired her to create and run a 53-second ad for his film, Celebrity Bikini Model. She has some nerve suing him. And if anyone's owed money today, it's 100% not her. He's accused of not being a model client. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $6,000 for lost wages. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Milian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Ms. Taylor, talk to me. What is it you do for a living? Hello. Oh, my Judge. Come on, star. Um, I wanted to say hello, and I do marketing and promotions for a living. Um, I met uh, the defendant at my friend's restaurant, Hibachi Restaurant, uh, which is downtown uh, Cleveland. And he was interested in donating to my campaign, he said, and he wanted to hire me. What was your campaign? What was your your campaign? I was was running for uh, Congress at the time and District 11 here in Cleveland. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, And so, uh, as he said, um, pre-corona, I think it was March 2nd. And uh, he gave me his card and said, hey, I have a movie coming out and, um, you know, I would like to donate to your campaign. I said, oh, that's great. I have a marketing company and here's my card. And he said, oh, that's awesome. Well, maybe you can help me market my movie. And I said, sure, maybe I can. 
So then, what kind of movie um, was uh, this? So it was behind the scenes. Uh, the I haven't seen it, but the way it was explained to me, it was behind the scenes a bikini photo shoot. So think of um, Sports Illustrated photo shoot, but it was behind the scenes. So he was speaking to the girls. They were interviews, like going on um, set and, you know, everything that goes behind the scenes of uh, a photo shoot. And so he said he had celebrities um, in his movies and other local models and um, he gave me a video of a older movie that said, and he said that that wasn't the movie that he created, but it was going to be something similar like it. And I said, okay, that's fine. Um, he said, it's, it's no, um, nothing, um, no pornography. It was no nudity, no anything in the movies. So I said, okay. Okay. That's fine. So you proposed to him that you would do the following. You would get paid $50 for a Facebook ad, $25 for Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube social social media setup. And then this third one is the lion's share, which is social media marketing, estimated 62 million in total reached on Facebook. Now, um, that says quantity 30, Price 166. So that would be to keep the ad up for 30 days? Correct. So that would be. And it would cost him $166 a day. And what you must, how do you make your money? Because you. So so $66 a day goes directly towards me, and the $100 goes towards the actual ad company that I ended up purchasing later on. All right. So then what happens? Um, I was uh, asked to look into some of the options in uh, uh, promoting his uh, website and his movie. And um, he said, well, how about social media? So then I said, okay, well, we could do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. He didn't have any social media set up for uh, anything. So I told him that he should have social media um, and he he should have somebody also run his social media. Um, so at that point he said, okay, uh, it sounds good. We should move forward with the Facebook, uh, social media, Instagram. And so it wasn't just ads on Facebook. Um, I was supposed to handle his social media for 30 days. So, um, right. I got it. So he agrees to the price and we know that because he gives you a deposit of how much? $1,100. Eleven hundred dollars. So the agreement was. All right. And then what goes wrong? Because apparently Facebook and Twitter and all they didn't want that content on their platforms because what they said it was too racy. It was too racy, according to Facebook and other mainstream media. So we went to Yahoo and Verizon and um, other uh, mainstream media that it was too racy um, that even uh, applied. Uh, anything applied sexual. Uh, they even sent art. So even like the statue of David wouldn't be accepted as promotion okay. on Facebook. So um, okay. they were really strict. Uh, then um, Mr. Frazier uh, suggested that we uh, advertise on uh, X, X sites. 
And so I said, okay, well, I was never that, was that your idea, site. Mr. Frazier? Uh, yes. Uh, one of my other associates gave me that idea. But it's, okay. as she indicated, so you, it's not a, it's not an adult website. It's just ladies, celebrities, but uh, modeling in bikinis. Well, yeah. All right. So once you put that site up, you then yes. said to him, your next payment is due in accordance yes. with the email or the invoice that you had sent him saying yes. that once you launch social media and Facebook ad, another 2,500 was due. Yes. And you, Mr. Frazier, felt to that that was running. wrong. Yes. To keep it running. And, and you, Mr. Frazier, felt that um, she hadn't earned it. Tell me what your complaints are about her services. Well, I uh, basically, I was kind of dissatisfied with the uh, these, uh, service that was rendered. So I told her that uh, I paid the, like she indicated, I paid $1,200. $200 was for the, uh, the ads to be created. And a thousand was for advertising, and so as she indicated, it was one hundred sixty-six dollars a day, which I paid for. But the ad was only on uh, Pornhub for one day, and so it was taken off like the very next day. So I didn't even get the six days. Yeah, it was I paid taken for. off by her because you didn't right, but it was taken off by her because you refused to pay the other two thousand five hundred. Now there's one thing we skipped, which is that at some point during this continuum, he asked you to create a trailer for his movie, correct? Yes, yes. And that was a separate charge. What were you supposed to pay her, Mr. Frazier, for the movie? For the trailer for the movie? Uh, we already had a trailer for the movie, so I didn't really need a new trailer created. We already had a trailer for so the movie. So why did you ask her to create one if you didn't need one? I didn't, I didn't, I never asked that? her to create one. We already had a trailer for the uh, movie. It's on my website. So I paid website two other ladies to create a trailer. As well, too. Uh, so he did. Ask Can I see the emails? Just a second. Let's just take a look at the emails regarding the trailer or the text. It was actually in text, wasn't it? Yes, correct. It was in text message. March 18th. At your convenience, let's create a great trailer. That's you to her. With the right trailer, we can make a few million dollars in a short amount of time. I am still interested in acquiring half of your company. Wow, you guys just race. You don't even know each other. How much will I, that cost? I was not gonna when we... No, I yeah, know, I but that was kind of nutty. Yeah. Yeah. When we have some success with the movie, one of my objectives will be for you to become Congresswoman. Was he sweet on you, do you think? Yes. Yes, he was texting okay. me, sweetheart, and he said he wanted to take me out and date me, and I told him that I was in a relationship, and, you know, I, I wasn't on that. Well, he's so got you I in one text making millions of dollars becoming congresswoman and uh, investing in your company. I'm ready to aggressively advertise, he says the next day. Well, I hope you're okay. However, if I don't hear from you soon, I will assume you no longer want to do business with me. Gracious. And then you answer, all is well. Thank you. Let's talk about your trailer today. It will be $1,500 for a trailer with no voiceover, just words and music. Let me know when you are available to speak. And then you say, she said that the trailer will be complete today. So how is it that you did not order a trailer for $1,500? Uh, I didn't think it was really necessary to do the trailer because I already had one. Well, then why were you giving her the business of doing the trailer? Did you have something else in mind that didn't exactly work out? Let's look at the trailer. So you end up creating the trailer, correct? 
Yes, and further down, um, I'd send him the trailer, and he said, hey, I like the trailer. Okay. I like it better than well, the, the other woman. Was exactly like the one I already had. It just had different music in it. It, it was okay. cleaned up. It was a few things, and I kept asking for more uh, content so I can create a completely different trailer, but I never received it. Okay. I don't know if you have the other trailer as well. What are you Jim? looking at? Yeah, it's um, not going to end up on Facebook or traditional media. Yeah. Okay. I think we got the gist. All right. Great. Wonderful. All right. So you create so, the trailer for him, and, and there was that's fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. What did he end up doing when he wouldn't pay the money, and you put it on pause? He tried to get the information, according to you. Tell me about that. Correct. So that uh, Friday, um, I explained to him that in order to keep the site running, that he would have to give me either $2,500 or at least $1,500 to keep it running for the next 15 days. Um, then he said that he would go and uh, adversely affect my business because of the fact that I adversely affect his business by not um, providing him the login information for the Traffic Junkie website. So I've given him and I provided him with all the other login information to all the other sites that I created for him, but not the Traffic Junkie because it was my own company's uh, uh, information on there. So my credit card information right. I, and, and everything. So uh, Well, also, the and, idea is that you're going to run it and that he's paying you $166. You're paying them 100 so the 66 is right. supposed to be your profit for every day that Correct. it's up. Right. right. Okay, so go on. And then what Correct. is he? He yeah. actually says something to you about your race for Congress, doesn't he? Yes. So he said that he was going to contact Marsha Fudge, uh, which is the congressperson that I was running against in this district, and um, tell them that uh, I didn't give them give him his money back. He then went to the Better Business Bureau and said that he paid for three advertisements um, in which that he did not receive from me, which was a total bold-faced lie. Um, they All right. Let me talk to you, out. Mr. Frazier. Mr. Frazier, tell me about um, why you feel that you don't owe her any money. Well, as I indicated previously, I was dissatisfied with the service that uh, was rendered. So therefore, I just wanted to handle the uh, marketing of the website myself. So basically, what were you I dissatisfied her, with? Well, as you as you stated earlier, I paid uh, to be on uh, you know different sites like Instagram, Facebook. I didn't uh, really, uh, our agreement was not for me to have me on a uh, porn hub, but it ended up being right, on Right, but that, that was your idea. Me. So how, what did you think you were going to pay for that? You know, you have to pay something. People don't work for free. So when you come up Absolutely. with putting it on all these different sites, then what did you think you were going to pay? I mean, if you looked at her and said, listen, I was willing to pay you $166 a day for Facebook. Facebook rejected us, so now let's try to put it on these triple X sites, but I'm not willing to pay you 166. I'm willing to pay you 125. You know, if you had told her something or renegotiated, that'd be fine, but all you did was give her the idea. Let's go put it on this other stuff. And she said, okay, and then she did. So it sounds to me like you guys renegotiated that part. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So what else were you unhappy with? Because that was solved by your great idea to go to the triple X sites. So what else were you unhappy well, with? I thought, I thought that we could have did a better job of getting it on the uh, desired sites that I uh, wanted them to be on. I don't feel like we tried hard enough to get it on, on those sites. And it took a very long time. For show that me transpire. where you tell her. Well, show me, show me where you tell her. Let's try to put it on those sites. I'll clean it up. I'll give you different content. They won't be in scantily clad bikinis. Where do you say that? I don't see you saying that. You figured that you would put it on the sites where you're going to make money. That's the point: is to make money, right? So, you know, you come up with the idea. She's fine with it. That's what ends up happening, and then you don't want to abide by the contract. <sighs> What's your counterclaim for $6,000? Tell me about that. In lost wages. Uh, well, I guess lost profits. Basically, I, I could have, basically, if my uh, site had stayed up, I could have made a lot of money from people visiting my sites because it was like during the uh, corona uh, lockdown when a lot of people were just in their house for, uh, you know, maybe two or three months. So I had an opportunity to have millions of people possibly visit the site and probably order the movie. So I lost all that. Yeah, it could have been a millionaire. Like a captive audience. Right. So, right. Right. So why didn't you just pay her the 2500 that you had agreed to pay her once it went on social media sites? I, I'm just saying, I didn't never see that. Okay. So I see in the text where you agree to 1500 for the trailer. You agree to the 50 and the 75 for setting up the social media, uh, the, setting up what? His, his, uh, his own social media. Social media. media. Mm-hmm. Right. And then... Um, there should have been 30 days at $66 in profit if you hadn't breached the agreement by not paying that amount that you were supposed to pay at the time that you were supposed to pay it. So she would have had $1,980 in profit, and that is a total between the 1980, the 1500 for the trailer, and the other two small amounts is $3,605. He's already paid you 1100 so that means there's a deficit of $2,505, uh, Ms. Ms. Uh, Taylor. Now, Mr. Frazier, you have a claim against her for the 6000 because what? Because you didn't read um, what she had sent you, which was so abundantly clear that you had to make a $2,500 payment. You didn't do it. And then, in fact, in your answer to the complaint, what you're saying is, uh, I gave her $1,000. That should cover many days of advertising. No, because part of that is profit for her. And the rest of the, and, and another chunk of what you owe her is a trailer. I showed you your own words. You had no answer for me. 
So uh, on your counterclaim against her, it's a pity because, yeah, Corona and people were home. And people are watching. They're on the Internet all day long, and they're watching people's court like wildfire right now. All right? So I get it. I get your complaint, but it's your own fault that, that, that you didn't get to capitalize on that. On your counterclaim zero, on her claim against you, $2,505 additional dollars. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff is going to get about half of what she was suing for, $2,500 instead of $5,500. Mr. Fraser, you're, you're getting nothing for your countersuit, the $6,000 countersuit. How do you feel about what the judge just decided? <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. I'm sorry you didn't win your lawsuit, but uh, hey, you don't win them all. Ms. Taylor, how about you? you you're you only getting half of what you wanted, but I, you, you seem happy. You're smiling. I'm happy. That's actually what I was owed. That's fine. I didn't expect to get the money that wasn't going to actually come to me. So I'm actually very happy. One other quick question. What happened in your run for Congress? Did you, did you get any votes? What happened? I did receive some votes. Thank you very much. I actually did not. Um, I did not win, uh, but I did receive votes. And clearly, I, I must have been a little distracted during my race with all of this craziness and trying to, you know, run my own business. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck next time. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Let's see what the judges have to say about this. It's time for another session now of after the verdict. Shalira Taylor, the plaintiff in this case, a very sharp and poised woman. She ran for Congress. That takes a lot of guts, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, it does. It does. And yeah. certainly in this case, as you went through the evidence, it looks like there was a contract, but the actual performance of the contract became impossible because the content was too racy, and you found that by their conduct and their actions and their communications, they modified it, right? Right. That's that, and that happens sometimes when you're in the midst of a business negotiation, you have to pivot. And the question is, you know, if at that point he had texted, I'm not paying the same rate for these other sites, that'd be fine. But or I don't want my content on these sites. But it was actually his idea to put them on all those right. sites. Right, so. Right. so Margie wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, can a landlord all of a sudden charge a covid cleaning fee if it's not in the lease I signed? The answer is no. You are not responsible for maintaining that apartment beyond what the lease provides. And if the landlord needs to do general measures, especially in public areas, to keep things safe, it's on the landlord, unless there is some kind of homeowners association where they can impose a fee. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case are inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Marilyn O'Neill. She says she rented an apartment from the defendant. And on the move-in day, with her movers standing there ready to unload the truck, no one answered the door to let her in and give her the keys. She texted the defendant, and the woman responded saying she could no longer rent the place to her. Huh? She had to get a storage room. She was homeless, and this woman owes her $5,000. That's why she's suing. This is the defendant, Laura Millard. She says the plaintiff called her after agreeing to take the apartment and told her she didn't have the money. So she told her to call when she did. Oh, her five grand? Come on. 
She's accused of rotten renting. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for mental anguish and lost time from work. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she showed up at the front door of the defendant's apartment building, all ready to move in with all her stuff. And she was told, get out of here, you ain't moving in. But the defendant says she tried calling the plaintiff to tell her the deal was off, but she never answered the phone or the messages she left. It's the case of, you're a real double crosser. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Ms. O'Neill, tell me what happened. Okay. Um... <laughs> I placed an ad and, uh, for an apartment, and the defendant uh, called me, contacted me to say that she has an apartment. Uh, my first, my son went to view it in Nassau County. I was residing in New Jersey. He said it looks good. Uh, on May 30th, I drove from New Jersey to Nassau County to Massapequa to view it and accepted the apartment. We had several text messages in between. That was on um, what date? On May 30th. Okay. And what day were you going to take it? As of June 30th. Do you get a lease? No. The defendant said, well, once you move in, why don't we uh, go through paperwork and we'll talk about that if you want. Why was there no lease, Ms. Millard? Because I was not even going to give a lease. It was going to be on a month-to-month. -month. I never discussed a lease. Okay. What exactly was this? A room in your house? It was two rooms upstairs in my home. Okay. And according to Ms. O'Neill, you guys had verbally agreed on everything. And Ms. O'Neill, you actually had the moving truck with all your items in front of the apartment. And what happens? I received a text. Uh, I texted the defendant. And she said, I can't talk right now. Then she texted me to say that she had to renege on the apartment. Um, I never received re an actual reason as to why. I, I was in shock. Uh, the movers uh, were upset. I had to put everything into storage. And during You that, ended up putting the stuff in storage. Um, like the movers themselves have storage, and you ended up putting the stuff in storage there, correct? Yes. So what'd you do? What did you do? After that, I, I, I was so stunned. I, I could not believe what occurred because we had agreed. And uh, I went to a hotel. I called my son. I said, go to a hotel, put everything in storage. And we took it day by day, thinking something will be worked out here. Um, nothing was ever worked out at all. Um, OK. Well, where are you living now? Right now, I am staying with a friend in Manila. Okay. So did you ever get an apartment? No. I have tried numerous applications I have. The problem is either I have too much income for the affordable or I don't have enough. Yeah. All right, Ms. Millard, why don't you explain to me how someone can have a moving truck filled with all of their items, and then you cowardly send them a text saying, I can't talk right now, but I'm uh, reneging on our deal. Tell me about that. Well, that's not exactly true, uh, Your Honor. Uh, I did try and get in touch with Ms. O'Neill several times, even on the day that she was supposed to move in, and I started at a quarter to eight in the morning calling her, but she changed her phone number and she never, ever gave me the new phone number. Wait, but just a second. Hold on. 
Why is it that on June 30th, the day she's supposed to move in, you text her, make sure the movers use masks? She's got $1,750 in movers costs. She's standing there in front of your door, and what you say to her, she texts you on June 10th, June 30th is definite. I got the moving company. My phone crashed waiting for a new one. You can message me back or I will call you later. So all these calls you're talking about, she put you on notice that she couldn't do that. You say, okay, great. Then on June the 19th, can you text me? What, that's true. Can you text me when you leave New Jersey? On June 19th, what's happening? Ju that you say, can you text me when you leave New Jersey so that I can be there when you... Oh, you're telling her to text me. Can and she answers you on June 19th, can I call you at noon? And you say yes. Then you say to her on June 30th, what time will you be leaving New Jersey? Not, hey, why didn't you call she me back? So you guys must have talked. And then you say to her on June 30th at 8.08 in the morning, what time will you be leaving New Jersey? Please make sure you She never got those masks. texts, Your Honor. She never it got doesn't that. matter. You're, don't you no see problem. what I'm pointing out? Your plan at 808 on move-in day was not don't move. Your plan was make sure the movers wear masks. That's your plan. Inquiring minds want to know what happened between 808 and when she texts you, movers left here for 20 minutes. And you say at 1238, I've been trying to call you. There's a problem at the house and I have to renege on the apartment. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I can't talk right now. What happened between 808 and 1238 that made you change your mind? My neighbor came out and said, uh, Laura, you cannot rent uh, any rooms in your house. The town regulations are the only permit you can get is a mother-daughter permit which only would allow a related person. So there's so, no such thing I, as roommates in your town? Just a second. There's no such no. thing as roommates. No, according to the Well, that's bizarre. But I don't really care. That's a you problem. That's not a Ms. O'Neill right. problem. Okay. If that's the case and that's your reason, then you should have looked into that before renting it out to her verbally. You're correct. All right, but what? I who do you think's going to eat $1,750 in movers? I mean... The lady's there with a moving truck. You think she's going to be out? $1,750 in movers? I mean, come on, Ms. Millard. You know? All right, so let me talk to you, Ms. O'Neill, because according to you, you. your life is over. You. Your life is over now. You're 76, you can't find anywhere to live, and your life is over. That's ridiculous. Your life is not over, okay? You look great. You look healthy. You got two sons living in the community where you want to live. Your life's not over. You end up getting a hotel room um, instead of finding a different place to live or getting an Airbnb temporarily, which would have been a lot cheaper than the hotel room. You're suing for the hotel room. You're suing for storage, but not one month of storage, which, by the way, was free because you used the moving company storage. You're suing for three months of storage. Like, how long does it take a person to get an apartment? You've chosen not to get an apartment because you have an arrangement now with whoever you're living with. That's great. But here's the deal, though. You're entitled to come to court and sue for damages, but you're not entitled to make it ching-ching, let that cash register ring to the tune of the statutory maximum, okay? Can when I your stuff is in the moving van and you're taking it over to the, move, to the uh, storage room, grab some clothes there. You're suing for 76, not even that much, but you're suing for $76 in clothing because 
you haven't been able to get to your clothing, but it's been five months. Of course you're getting to your clothing. And then you're suing for all of your meals, but you got to eat anyway. And you're suing for moving costs, which I am 100% with you on that. And you're also suing for what it costs you to put in another ad and applications fees. Those are appropriate, I believe. She never contacted me to ask me, hey, Laura, pay for my moving. She never contacted me to do that. She shouldn't you know, have at to. At some point. She shouldn't have to. Okay. She shouldn't well, have right. to. You knew it was a professional moving company out there. You knew that you had messed the whole thing up. Um, you know, with not finding out about how to do things right beforehand, I'm ordering you to pay the amount for the moving company. I'm not going to order you to pay storage in August and September because I believe that the only right that you had was housing for 30 days. You didn't have a lease. And I believe that you are entitled to the um, $60 application fees for trying to find another place and the $42 for the ad that you put in after that. All that I do believe it, but clothes and food, that's something that you're spending anyway. And pain and suffering, I'm not gonna do. And, um, cause this is a contracts case. I mean, I, even though I know that, I'm sure this was disruptive to you. I am finding in your favor the amount of $1,852. But Ms. Millard, we have a counterclaim that you have against her for $5,000. What's that about? Okay, uh, Ms. Uh, O'Neill stopped all the mail coming to my house. For a whole week, I didn't get any mail, which was very unusual. I went to the post office, and the postmat, the, the postal clerk, who understand it's a very small little post office, he's the only guy there. And he said to me, uh, I, we have a stop on the mail in your house. So I said, okay. He showed me the document, and it said, stop all mail. All I said, mail well, instead about of just her mail? name. So I know exactly the boxes that you're talking about because my 18-year-old just moved from the house and she marked for the whole family. So I haven't gotten mail in about a week. So, but it's okay, at least so going to my daughter, so I'm going to get it. Ugh. So I called the police. They came to the post office. Uh, that he interviewed the clerk. I sent you the police report. They called Marilyn O'Neill. And, and the postal clerk said she was there the day before. And he said, I gave her a stack of mail. So the police officer why called is the Marilyn. Why is, said, the postman giving, why is the postman giving her your mail? Because it said all. The post. The but she's not you. She's all. not even living there. I can just go in and change all. She filled out the card. No, but you're not. Her name. Right, but why would they give her your mail in person like that? Because it says it's all. It's crazy. Ms. O'Neill, do you have Ms. Millard's mail? No, I do not. I do not. It was handed to me incorrectly, just like you said, Judge, and I gave it back. When did you do that? The same when? Moment, the same day. Within five minutes of re receiving it from the clerk. I walked outside. The lobby was getting crowded because of COVID. I, I wanted to be outside to look at the mail. I took the rubber band off. This is not my mail. I walked back into the clerk and put it on the counter. I said, you gave me the wrong mail. He just, oh, he put it aside. That was it. I left. The officer called me. I was astounded. How, and I want to say, how dare the defendant actually accuse me of a federal offense? How dare you? Well, well the clerk says you didn't return her mail. That's what the clerk says. The clerk was questioned by the police, and the postal clerk says, I gave her the bundle, and she never came back with any of Ms. Millard's mail. That's how she dares. Um, and now my, my identity has been compromised, and I'm waiting for a federal why? license from...
Why? Because she wait, has wait, my why mail. Has her because she okay, has my but... mail. There were eight pieces of mail okay. in there. I'm waiting for a federal license from the Department of the Treasury. I never received it. And guess... And okay. Do you have any legitimate evidence that your identity has been compromised? Has Ms. O'Neill run out and applied for a credit card with your identity? I don't know. Well, then you don't have proof. Rana? So on your counterclaim, no, we're done. On your counterclaim against her, zero. Because apparently the police didn't proceed on it either because it's very hard to prove when you have a clerk who supposedly handed her Mailey shouldn't have, and then says, oh, she never returned it. And then you have her saying, I walked back in and returned uh, okay. it. Okay. So you know what, what I can still amount have of damages would there crime. be? You have, then go, go get her arrested for the crime. See how that goes. Right. I'm going to award her the $1,852 in damages, but you, you're, the damages you're talking about are completely speculative. You cannot okay. prove the damages you're talking about. Verdict for the plaintiff, $1,852 on your counterclaim zero. Good luck. So the plaintiff recovers a portion of the $5,000 she was suing for. Ms. Millard, the defendant, loses her countersuit. Ms. Millard, I gather you must have felt terrible on the day she was trying to move into the house. The movers were out there and they couldn't get in. How did you feel? I, not only did I feel terrible, I spent the whole next day trying to find her uh, suitable housing to help her. You must have really felt terrible. Uh, I felt horrible. In a very tough position, no question. Yeah. No. Uh, Ms. O'Neill, you were suing for $5,000. You don't get $5,000, Ms. O'Neill. How do you feel about what the judge awarded? Oh, I'm, I'm glad to, to be awarded. I, I do feel that I deserve uh, more because... Um, you know, the text messages in there, when she said agree, to me that was an agreement for me to rent. Um, she told me many things. All her testimony today was fabricated. And I'm trying to use a nice word. All right. All right. Let's hope it works out for you. So you get $1,852. That'll do it for this case. Let's join the judges now. Here they are. You have no written lease. You get what we call a common law, a tenancy at will, right? Which right. means you get 30 days. Month to month. And the, at the landlord's option, it can be renewed month to month, right? Or whatever and, term the agreement was. But if there is no agreement, then it's month to month. And, but certainly as a landlord, you're selling that leasehold interest in your property. And you damn well better know what you're selling and whether it's available. You can't wait until the moving truck is at the threshold and the guys are getting ready to take the furniture off the truck and go, uh-oh. Uh, I no. guess I really didn't have a right to right. do that. Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the defendant in this case was faced with a choice in that moment. And the choice was, uh, do I take my chances with the town and getting fined or sanctioned by them? Or do I take my chances with plan B, which is just send her packing and say, hey, hey, get out of here. I can't rent to you. And then maybe she won't sue me. Maybe she will sue me. Well, she sued her. To yeah. try to get the money back. Yeah, and and uh, truly, I, I'm sure she felt bad. But she didn't feel that bad because if I had a moving van in front and I knew that I had cost somebody that kind of money, right. um, you know, I would try to work with them to. Well, figure the third something. option was to let her stay there for free, I suppose. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be in contravention of anything if you let her stay there no. for free. But I guess that kind of defeats the purpose. Right, and then the whole mail nightmare. Well, you've been through the same thing. Th yes, exactly. Right. You and I have One been through this. One day the mail didn't come at our house, and then the next day there was no mail, and the next day. And, yeah, and, and then I called the post office and was indignant. There right. was some mistake, and then the post office asked me who Sophia Schlesinger. 
Yeah, so that I knew which culprit. kid it was. <laughs> well, federal offense. Federal offense for Sophie. <laughs> so Amy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, if you were in a relationship with someone who let you borrow furniture and then asked for it back two years later after you broke up, are you required to give it back? Here's the thing. If you tell them, come pick up your furniture, and they just don't do it, and you've waited two years, at a point it becomes abandoned. But you should say to them, look, if you don't pick it up within, give them a reasonable period of time, a month or two weeks or whatever, then I will consider it mine and I'm probably gonna either get rid of it or sell it. You can do that. But if it's not abandoned, usually two years is within the statute of limitations for something like this. And if they demand it back, you really don't have a legal claim to it if it's not abandoned. So remember this abandonment thing, because you should take steps at a point to tell them, pick it up or else it's mine. And if it's mine, I can do with it whatever I want. We'll see you next time.